glad you could join us for episode 144 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we discuss Michelle Lavretta's supernatural drama, Lost Girl, starring Anna Silk, Zoe Palmer, Chris Holden-Reed, and Rachel Scarston. So, uh, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm not sure if it's winter, summer. It's, uh, it was like 61 today, and they're calling for snow, what, Thursday? Are they? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Uh countenance anymore snow so i refuse to let it snow well i think it's like an inch so yeah well in maryland that can that can get the job i was gonna say just enough to get us two hours late but uh (laughs) anyway well tonight we're here to discuss episode 13 of season five titled family portrait but before we get to that wayne and i want to remind you as always we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab you can also record your own audio clips, send the MP3 as an attachment, or just send us a tweet at Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, and we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of... More than encourage, we now require you to join. Yes, yes. If you want to be part of the if, family... If you, don't want to jo- if you don't want to join, don't listen anymore. <laughs> don't listen to him. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's a lot going on it seems and i've been doing a lot of retweeting and today i stumbled across a, a new show that's non-genre but that doesn't matter to me that lexa doig is going to be in which does matter to you absolutely it matters to me and that's why i retweeted it and it's the second scripted drama that's going to appear on the e network and the first one is a show called the royals uh, which my wife and i love it's just it, it's just a really a fun show but it's really turned into I think a pretty good show. I mean, it's not going to win Do any you awards. Hear yourself, Dave. What? I know, I know, <laughs> I know. All right. Well, listen. Speaking of awards, just uh, uh, one thing in sci-fi news: the Canadian Screen Awards are given annually by the Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television, recognizing excellence in Canadian film, English language TV, and digital media productions. And obviously, since so much of what we watch originates in canada the overwhelming majority of the actors are canadian i thought you know we, we'd uh, take a peek and there's not a lot but tv and digital media we're talking about things that appeared between september 1st 2014 and august 31st 2015 and for film it's january 1st 2015 to december 31st so 2016 nominees that that listeners would know best performance by an actor in a continuing leading dramatic role ari millen who plays the male clone in orphan black oh yeah Yeah. best performance by an actress in a continuing leading dramatic role no surprise tatiana maslany who plays the female clones in orphan black maybe in canada she'll get her props yes now We'll see uh, if you're showing your children the right fare. Do you know who Megan Follows is? No Uh, clue. Well, she's been nominated for her role in Rain, actress in a supporting dramatic role. Is she a a Disney actress? Because that's where my kids would know her. She played Anne of Green Gables. Did you ever see that miniseries? No. No. Again, ordinarily not something I would like, but, you know, for, for kids, your daughters would love it. Seriously. You know, Dave, I don't even know who you are. I know, anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, actress in a supporting dramatic role, Maria Doyle Kennedy, also of Orphan sure. Black. Right, oh, right. that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maria Doyle yeah. Kennedy. Uh, so the Saturn Awards are coming out, but there's so many of those. Uh, you know, if we had the time, 
Right. It'd be fun to do an entire podcast just devoted to that where we could run down the list because as opposed to the Oscars where I've seen nothing and can't comment intelligently on anything other than that I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio and I'm sorry he won. Give Leo a break, man. (sighs) Come on. All right. Anyway. um, Dude, seriously. Like, in all the Scorsese films, Shutter Island, uh, Inception. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, he was good in that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you know the, the, The Departed? Not sure I saw that. What? I know. Dave, this this podcast is on thin ice right now, bro. Oh, no. You know, and, and he is actually he he might have even been good in The Great Gatsby, but I couldn't get past the the oh, director uh, yeah. trying to show yeah. off with all his yeah, that was awful yeah yeah I I yeah like five minutes literally that was all I could take yeah. so I mean even Sally Sparrow couldn't save that one <laughs> so but I you know and I I like the like um. Moulin Rouge, I thought was a great movie. So like that that guy, that director, I, I like his stuff. But man, the Great Gatsby just—I guess there's just some things you just shouldn't mess with, you know. Right, and That's you know, point. and I guess what he was going for was the excess, which obviously is what Gatsby was all about. But yeah, uh, it just didn't work. So sure. All right. Well, something that I think did work. Nice segue there. That was that was brilliant, man. I like it. Okay, you're back. We're back yes. on. Season Let's five, episode 13, Family Portrait, written by Michael Grassi, directed by Ron Murphy. This one aired originally October 4th, 2015 on Showcase and February 29th, 2016, Sci-Fi US. And I certainly liked it better than last week's. I mean, it, it, it has some flaws, but you know, there were some 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 good high points here. Yes. As I said to you today, I I am I'm not gonna go not so trash in this one. Like the negativity is behind me for at least one episode. Well, right. Now, you know, I, I, more or less. One of the things that that really struck me was, was Trick's acting and you know, there there was one scene where uh, I guess he's at his lair and Bo leaves and he does the whole thing where he puts his face in his hands and I thought, Oh, you know that that's terrible, but then of course his dying scene, uh, w- I thought was really extremely well done. Mm, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Well, wh- why don't we say uh, this was a powerful episode? Obviously, it turns really dark, and to be honest, yeah. it, you know, not unlike a Greek tragedy. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Medea, but you know, Jason finds his ex-wife has killed his fiance, future father-in-law, his two sons. It's just a bloodbath. And then, of course, I, I know you're familiar with Antigone. And you got three suicides. But on the one hand... It, I, I feel like I should be a little insulted that you think I don't know Medea. Okay, well, I didn't know. So, all right, dude, my dad showed me that when I was like in ninth grade. Really? Man. Yeah. My dad was big into the Greek tragedy yeah, stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, but... You know, on the other hand, it seems almost as if the writers, and we've talked about this, that that just playing fast and loose with the rules, what wh- whatever the rules are, and obviously we came out of last week's episode. Well, the rules are your characters should say stuff that people think they would actually say. Well, yeah, there's that, but then also what we talked about coming out of last week's episode, was it fair what they did with Jack Bow, Jack Bow, and Tamsin? <laughs> 
Um, well, I, I I seem to recall us saying that you were going to be very upset if it turned out that Jack had kind of impersonated Bo. Yeah, and I am. And, it, and I was trying to soften the blow for you, as in saying, like, I think that's exactly what happened. Was it was it bad, Dave? When you when that's where they yeah, went? Yeah, I mean it was. I, I mean it's. You're right. <laughs> and, and then his explanation that well, but I can only shape shift for people that I'm related to by blood. It's like, come on, where did that rule come from? I, I mean, when you just start kind of thinking about the physiology of everything that had to happen with that, and for Tamsin to end up pregnant, it's just like. What? Yeah, th- thank like, you. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sure how I was going to explain that. At, at some point, like, I mean, forgive me if I'm getting blue here, but it, at some point, did Tamsin not notice, right, yeah. that there were certain things happening that don't happen when you are with another woman? Well, right. Well, then maybe we'll find out in next week's episode that in addition <laughs> to shape shifting, he also like. Put some See, kind of I, spell just, over just, her so that she. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, let's just go ahead and leave that. I think we're we've made it abundantly clear what we think about that. Um, but you know, so one of the things that comes out of this episode, <laughs> I just feel like we're it's going to come up again. It though. probably just, will. <laughs> just to warn everyone out but there. So the, take the kids out of the room. The episode's entitled "Family Portrait." So on the one hand, you know, what do we mean by family? And I love the line, you know, a family that eats together stays together and. When Bo goes out to her car after disgustingly leaving the family dinner, and then 15 seconds later, Aoife gets in the car, where did that come from? That That is one ridiculous thing that happened that actually they explain later because Eva's under the impression that, you know, that they're working out this plan that they've made together, right? right? And so when Bo kind of drops the ball, she's kind of annoyed with her. Like, what's what's going on? Like, you know, because we had this plan, uh, except Bo doesn't know about it because, you know, Jack was the one in there yeah. making the plan with her. And they, they were able to explain that little plot point away. Um, so it makes Aoife's reactions less, you know, forgive me for saying crazy, um, but uh, it's still with this ridiculous, you know, I, I don't want to call it a deus ex machina per se, but just this like, you know, plot device where Jack all of a sudden can become Bo, right? For that matter, he could, uh, well, I guess he couldn't become Eva because he's not related to her by blood. So really, yeah, just just Bo. Pretty much just Bo. Yeah. Um, but of course, the problem is we don't know what's true regarding the two of them. And, and the fact that we see some video footage of her time in the institution i guess gives us oh and chronos he could probably right? what's that chronos is zeus is the, the father of of the titan uh, the father of the god the gods right, right right so chronos is the father of zeus hades and poseidon right so i guess he could become chronos oh, right okay yeah yeah um you know we see bo's relationship with trick seems troubled because of his treatment of Aoife, but you know, we've also been down that road previously. It was great to see Bo and Dyson working together again, but obviously for me, you know, the the biggest issue I had was the fact that Tamsin's emotions have been toyed with by Jack. And then obviously more to the point, she's pregnant and, and, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. I love the working vending machine in the lair. 
<laughs> what by punching out the glass? Well, no, she threw the uh, horseshoe. Right. right, and well, yeah, and then it was like all of a sudden they realized, hey, we can get stuff. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I, okay. The the sad fact is that they're probably still totally fresh. Like, you well, know, didn't seem to bother Tamson. So, like that 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 stuff. As long as you don't open it, that stuff will last till doomsday. So, all right. Well, listen. Opening scene: Tamson suggests Bo go after Hades now rather than wait, but. Bo's still perplexed by as we were talking about the horseshoe weapon but I think what comes out of that scene more importantly is Tamsin really forcing Bo to question who her real family is and you know she says something about you know it's it's not necessarily who you're related to by blood it's it's the people that have been there for you which is obviously the crew that she's referring to right Aoife's alive and in some mental facility but she kills her orderly and I'm thinking like okay if Wayne and I were still doing really Okay, she's that dangerous, so they send him in alone, and and this is apparently, I guess, his first time because he was given instructions. Yep, that that he you know kind of like didn't really follow. She's, well, I mean, he didn't really touch her; she kind of touched yeah, him. Yeah, I, I mean, it just the whole thing is just right. absolutely. Right. She's unrestrained. Right? I mean, right? She's unrestrained. They're sending this guy in there just. Uh, I mean, really, and you you feel like could she not have done this pretty much any time she wanted? Exactly, right? because you know he followed the instructions. She's unreasonable. Right, exactly. She could have done it at any point. So, yeah. all right. Well, we'll we'll let that one. Go. It was just it was just very again. Like, see, I, I know it, it seems like we're nitpicking, but these are the things that pull you out of it. Like, I now I can't immerse myself in the story now i can't throw myself into the episode because i something so absolutely preposterous happens that all i can think of is how freaking ridiculous that was the thing that they just showed and it it yanks me out and i and i say well that's just a tv show i'm not involved in it anymore i'm not i'm not with them because they're throwing this ridiculous crap out did you already forget what you said at the top of the show i know (laughs) i know but you're you're right i mean it's just you're going to drive into another pothole and you start wondering how many potholes are there going to be so i don't know but they're just like banking on the faith of the people watching say well these people have been with us for four seasons they're not going to desert us now so let's just whatever yeah. let's just throw it up there see if it sticks they're not going anywhere and i'm like i feel like slightly insulted by that you know well, you wonder whether it was a mistake though here i am well right you wonder whether it was a mistake <laughs> to go to 16 episodes because if you recall initially it was going to be 13 i believe and then they added three more uh whatever uh, so we see Bo dealing with her but, family but these are people who i mean these are professionals uh, yeah. right I mean, these are people who are, are good at what they do and like and they've they've had the, it's not like they said you've got two weeks to throw this together i mean they, they had the time to so i'm just saying you know like yeah well it just seems as if they they maybe just tried to fit too much into it you know almost like a mashup and, and you know let's mash up norse mythology greek mythology throw in a little roman for good measure yeah, uh, yeah, right. Little, little right. magic. That, that, of course, we've had issue with that, and, and I get that. They need to get Efa out of there. Of course, you don't need to have her in there in the first place because, like, we all thought she was dead, right? Sure. We did think she was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could. There's, I, I guess, basically any way 
they reintroduce her to the story is going to be seen as coming from totally out of left field and, and ridiculous. So I guess this, honestly, now that I think about it, is as good as anything else they probably could have come up with to, to bring her back in the story, which is what they're doing. They're trying to get everyone back in the game, all the characters, one last shot on screen uh, before this thing ends. Well, obviously, we're still wondering what Hades' endgame is, but now we're wondering, okay, well, what are Hades and Aoife up to? And are they working together, which obviously it seems to be at the beginning. But, you know, the whole stuff about Bo being alive is what drove her mother crazy because it reminds her of her darkest period. And then, you know, of course, we find out that everybody knew except Bo, which uh, obviously is another issue in and of itself. But 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 I love how like like they all explain it away, like they all put it on her. You know, it's like, well, you know, we're just trying to protect you. It's like. Which was true, actually. Well, yes, but no, because it's her mother, right? Like, I, I feel like she had. I'm, I got to side with Bo on this. One. Yeah. Well, and I yeah. also like Dyson. I mean, he, he's become. I don't want to say necessarily the voice of reason, because you know, I, I do think it was the right call to make. But I, I think you're also right that fine, it's the right call, but you can still let her know, which clearly they did right. not do. But then, what has triggered? Aoife's relapse into this darkness you know did somebody visit her well I guess it was Jack pretending to be Bo which we see later when we're watching the the uh video footage and plotting to kill him like you know like he's working on a plot to get rid of him right yeah that's just crazy so Bo figures all right the only place suitable for the king of the underworld would be Z's apartment which is where she goes and I got to admit, though, when we first find the two of them and he comes out wearing the apron, he's got the spoon in his hand, talks about what he's cooking, asks her what she wants to listen to. Would you like a little Bach, dear? I was kind of digging it, thinking, all right, this is cool. Get the family back together. This is what Bo's wanted all along. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was there with it, too. And then trick the one that had her committed and and it even comes up have when have i ever lied to you now in fairness bo does say well you know maybe you haven't lied but you know i mean i just haven't caught you yet. well or or there's lying by omission which is i think what she sure. implies well that's what she she gets on dyson about right right, right. and then of course jack's got the two humans for uh, her to have a little appetizer, I guess, which she refuses. Aoife nearly kills the girl, and then Jack, uh, you know, sends it to you. Okay, you're, you're you're fine. And but what we see, you know, they're playing themselves against Trick, and then it's time we told her the truth, and we're thinking like, all right, what is the truth here? We we've kind of been waiting, so yeah, it would be nice if you told us. But it's not really surprising, though. Well, right? no, but you know, again he sprinkles just enough truth out there that you know trick wrote a truce between the light and dark in his blood and okay of course we you know we know that and we know that's true but i think but even by Aoife's account like that was straight up like yeah that's that's what happened so trick is really you know he doesn't get out of this as the good guy you know but though as the king you say he did, and I think we had this discussion back when they first brought this up way back that you know, as the leader, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Well, right. Um, and, and again, I'm not sure 
he doesn't come out as the good guy. I mean, he made a tough call. I mean, you know, you know, Aoife refused to choose. Uh, and, you know, we've got the Great War and, and, you know, she murdered one of the dark. And, and what's he supposed to do? I guess he could have come up with another alternative, but I guess it seemed to him at the time, maybe that was the only thing that the dark would accept yeah. to prevent, uh, you know, a larger war. Yeah. And true. I mean, when you think about it, like he is sacrificing his own daughter and not someone else's. Right. right. So right. Which is what a, he's the one who has to pay the emotional price. Right. Because what it would say, okay, we'll give you a hundred others, uh, other people's daughters. And how is that any better? Right. So then, of course, the scene I mentioned earlier, just briefly, she's sitting in her car near tears. Suddenly, Aoife gets in, asks what's wrong with her, and tells Bo that they're sending her father back where he belongs to hell. And again, we're on this this roller coaster. And I don't want to say emotional roller coaster because there were some emotional (laughs) scenes in the episode. But it's just, again, it was just so close. But, you know, at at this point, 13 yeah. with three to go. I, I, it, it seems like they're, they're trying to do too much. But the, the one saving grace of this is that they keep things moving, right? And so it's like, okay, well, if, if you know, like your, your, your chances at depth are really kind of, you know, not really hitting the mark, but keep the action going, keep the story moving. And, uh, you know, at least that's some saving grace. Well, there. and look, to be fair, there are a lot of good shows that don't do that. Uh, Game of Thrones is one. I mean, that's the I mean, I keep watching, but my gosh, it operates at a snail's pace sometimes. Right. But what Game of Thrones does is that that slow stuff that's happening is still compelling. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe not for you. so much. Well, no, it is. But, it is. But but that those moments with the plotting and the scheming and the backdoor maneuvering and everything like that, the, the stuff that's not necessarily action or not necessarily like really, you know, moving the episode along still is really like as drama is very gripping because it's extremely, extremely well written. So I, I'm not going to. We've talked about the writing enough here, but it's nowhere near Game of Thrones as far as like the 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 level of the writing. Sorry, I'm just like I'm, I'm just I, I gotta say that you know I'm like it's not terrible, but like Game of Thrones is like kind of like the gold standard, well, right? Sure, and and to be fair, their budgets probably infinitely sure, absolutely higher, but, right, right, right. Um, but you know, in, in this scene, you know, we also see Aoife again her descent into madness again, which and again I thought. Her acting was really good in this episode. And I think, again, the two parents, I mean, we've said many times, Eric Roberts is just phenomenal. And I think the two of them together in this episode did a, did a really nice job. And, and for her, as she you know, descends into madness again and goes through that thing that, no, everything I said was true. Your father was the ultimate bad boy. It's just that now I'm realizing that I was wrong about him. And again, I'm not sure what exactly that means but we find out i think maybe it's fair to call the ultimate truth which is the reason he hooked up with Efa in the first place was to produce this super child which sure. is in fact what they did you know this is the blood king's daughter and i'm gonna father the blood kings you know and i'm you know the god of the underworld so uh, 
you know, now we're getting somewhere. I mean, this is, goes back to season one, episode one. Who am I? Where did I come from? Yeah, yeah, and she's getting yeah answers to to things that we have you know wondered about for you know the you know long time. Right. But for all of Jack's protestations about you know when did I ever lie to you? Well, now they start watching the tapes and they realize that he did lie. That you know we see him impersonating Bo. Uh, we see Trick going there, and 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 they note that she seems very calm when Trick is there. Again, you know, th- to see then, you know, the end play out for Trick and Aoife, it was kind of difficult to watch. Well, it, it was for me. It was, it was difficult on a, uh, on a couple levels. Like, first of all, I just want to say, like, like Ingrid Cadranel, like, you're right, spectacular job. I liked her Aoife more as a cool manipulative Aoife rather than the crazy, you know, off her head rocker Aoife and everything. But that, you know, when they found them and, you know, they're in like the, I guess it, it wouldn't be accurate to call it a tableau of Yvonne, but, you know, like a tableau of dead people, more like, I guess. And I thought that's like, just find them like that that's I, I was kind of like wow that's that's very powerful and then trick is like talking and still alive and i'm like they just they just ruined it oh really see now just, i i thought they destroyed now, it see to me I, I thought that scene was really powerful with the i thought it was so cliche and just like every freaking show where the guy's like the last words he's gonna gasp out like you had a chance just to like leave it there like just for us to like picture the horror of what's going on and then they had to have you know oh but oh wait despite having his throat slit trick not only is still alive but he's able to speak and breathe like i'm sorry well you you make some valid points i I can't argue with that and and, (sighs) you know what he actually says is probably not all that meaningful in the big picture you know no uh but I don't know, coupled with the Beethoven in the background was just, uh, I mean, I, I love Beethoven, the, the darkness of him. And, and if you know anything about Beethoven, I mean, he, he, he when he wrote, this was his seventh symphony. He was really in a dark period at this point. A lot of uh, historians think that he was descending into madness at this point. But I don't know. I, but but I know what you're saying. And and. Just leave the horrific image there of the two dead, you know, grandfather, mother, and, and then Bo, of course, then the reaction, which, which again, one of these episodes that just, again, plot holes in the beginning were saved by what happened at the end. And, and even before that, though, when, you know, they're realizing that Jack impersonated Bo and you see Tamsin sitting there thinking, Oh my God, that was Jack. And she gets physically ill and yeah. throws up. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, the, the uh, again, for me, I think one of the, the saving graces of this episode was that they did not feel the need to throw in a bunch of out-of-place sex jokes. Okay, they had the one, he was a, cun- a they, they cunning had, linguist. Okay, they had yeah, that one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, and then we, we see Bo finding that scene and 
you know, just, just wow. And, and I, I guess, you know, he hangs on long enough to say goodbye. And we could, I guess you could argue that had that not happened, that it would have destroyed Bo because of, you know, the, the, you know, the last time she talked to her grandfather. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. No. It, like it had been so much better. Just leave it. Like she's, you know, they they pull back the curtain and there it is, and it's just terrible, and I, and I'm horrified. Like I like I, I almost that's almost exactly what I expected, but I'm still I'm horrified to see it. And then all of a sudden, Trick starts gasping. And I'm like, oh come on, you know, just like ah, it was just so like I was just so upset. I'm like they really nailed it. They just completely nailed it. I'm like, oh my god, that's like, that, that's that's perfect. That's perfect, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden, Trick starts talking. He's throwing his slit. Like I'm like, the. It seems to me like I like I'm no doctor, but I think the larynx is like on the outside there. So like when your throat gets slit, the first thing that goes is a voice box. I'm thinking, yeah, you know. And so it's just, and I, 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 I'm again. I know it sounds like I'm nitpicking, but what I'm, it really is doing, it's it's taking a scene that completely dragged me in and then boom, they just, it, it, it throws me right back out because it's such just this cliche crap, you know, that, and I know Dave, I said I was going to be positive. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to everyone out there, <laughs> you know, but you know, it's just like, that's, as I said last time, I'm like, that's what we loved about this show when it started is that they just took those cliches and just turned them on its head and threw them all right back at you and create something that's really fresh and new. And now they are just falling back on all of this ridiculous tropes that I don't okay. know. I'm sorry. Right. Well, let, let's. I'm let, sorry. I'll be better. <laughs> nothing but positivism. Nothing but sunshine and flowers okay. now, Dave. I promise. Right. I think I see a rainbow right now. Um, all right, we, you can edit out yeah. that stuff. By right. way. So, ah, so we've got like, a little bit of a B story, and and one of the things that I that I did like, really, Dave. After that, we're going to the B story, and, and obviously, this you know, a couple seasons ago that Lauren and Dyson come to the realization that okay, we both love Bo. Bo loves us, albeit on different levels at this point. But there's no reason we have to be at odds we can be friends we can support Bo, and, and they have a great relationship and and we see a little bit of that in this episode with lauren and tamsin and you know at the lab lauren's asking tamsin how Bo's doing and you know at that point you know we know or at least we think it was tamsin having sex with Bo, and, and, and she's playing it coy but of course she well i don't think she's being coy so much as just like trying to avoid and very awkward thing well right but and then yeah. she's like well if i'm dying you know i want to die with a clear conscience so might as well might as well tell right, you. here it is you know the two of them drinking at the doll can't you punch me in the face like a normal person and, La- and <laughs> well, lauren's yeah, like I, you know what i, I like the lauren tamson absolutely you know? that's what i'm like, saying even the whole time whenever they were they've always been at odds but somehow when they're in a scene together, it's always really, really good. And this one was. This was, It was a really good scene. I enjoyed right. it. Right. And then, you know, Lauren asking, you know, do you think I did the right thing in trying to become Faye? And, 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 and again, Tamsin's like, I understand. And, and then, you know, and then Lauren shoots back, look, you know, I'm not mad at you. Bo's free to do whatever she wants. And, and you know, of course, at that point, we don't 
necessarily know the truth, and Tamsin doesn't know the truth, but but a good scene. And, you know, we saw just enough, and that's pretty much all we see. Then in the sure. closing scene, we're back at the lab. Lauren's now running tests on Tamsin, and, of course, the latest reveal is that she's pregnant, and we, again, put two and two together. It doesn't take us long to figure out who the father is. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, exactly how did that work? <laughs> yeah. If he was Bo. <sighs> but let, let's let's put that aside. What does that actually mean? She's a Valkyrie. Now, she's not the daughter of the Blood King, but she is a Valkyrie. Yeah. So this child right. is going to be special, certainly to some extent. Sure. You would think. But it'll be interesting to see what Tamsin does about it. I, I, again, after the horrific thing we saw at the end of this episode, um, I'm a little fearful of what she might do. I, I mean, might she go all Medea on herself? I yeah. Don't know. Uh, but but I, her reaction was actually like was was really really good. Like with Rachel Scott, oh, I agree. Pulled off here because you know she at first like said you you have a, a baby you have a child and like she like smiles like excited and then it almost as quickly fades into oh it's like well yeah i have a kid but i was raped i i guess you know to to create this child so it's you know it, it's it's bittersweet and and she played it really well, right well. And, and you know you just mentioned it i mean that, that's kind of a big issue that we we can't ignore is that she was raped. The, the the reactions of of a victim to rape are 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 many, and um, for that actually, if you listen to this American Life, Dave, you might want you should definitely listen to like this past Sunday's This American Life. Um, is great because it's basically about a girl who was raped, but because her reactions were were weird, no one believed her. You know, and the cops actually ch- charge her with lying to them, and just made them pay her five hundred bucks. Wow. You know, so so people's reactions to trauma are different. No, not everyone reacts the same. Uh, but but Tamson is a you know clearly we have no doubt that this is um, some kind of of reaction to some severe trauma that she's experiencing. Right, here. and then in the final scene, Dyson arrives at the penthouse, finds the bodies. And Bo non-responsive with blood on her upper chest. And yeah. we're thinking, is this a, a mirroring of her mother's mental illness? Is this now what's going to set Bo off? Yeah. It, just like the woman at the mental institution, it was Aoife's roommate. Yeah, how about that? that had been not, now, that was a good scene. Non-responsive for 300 years. And then she pulls the boob grab on yeah. her, man. Yeah. Like, like that was awesome yeah but and again just you know that that actress was only in you know that one scene and not for all that long but but again the going from non-responsive to you know Bo touching her and bringing her out of her shell and then just just as quickly right back into it again yeah yeah just yeah. really seamless but yeah, that, that was that, that was see again. There's a lot of things that this episode did well, and that's that's a, a big example of one of them. That was a really very well done scene. So now we're left with 
Bo non-responsive and, and look knowing Bo and knowing Bo's character and you know really should be should be all right. exactly and and what she's made of it, it seems kind of unlikely that she's going to be you know out of it but so, but I, that, that I, I was a little confused as to why she cut herself in the first place well we saw the one right she was cutting herself I guess that was supposed to remove her father's handprint Ah, uh. and then she sucked chi from the wounded Dyson to help her heal right. that wound. Well, because at first I thought she did because okay, now you're gonna know who I am because I'm gonna have a, a this huge scar across my chest. But then she heals herself with Dyson and the scar, and there's there's nothing left. I'm like, well, why she did that? But that you're right to mo- remove the handprint. I guess. Right, and then the is that possible? Can you just cut well, it? Like that? Is that does that does that well, work? That's is what that, they want us to believe. I think that's a really painful way to to try and like to try laser surgery or something first. Um. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sort of reminds me of Lucifer when uh, the detective he's working with won't believe that he's the devil. And he's like, "Come on, just shoot me. It's not going to hurt." But of course, the more he's on Earth, the more human he's becoming and it does hurt but uh, um you know but but the the other thing in this this scene as well you know dyson finding trick who he he loves like a father right and you know the, we mentioned the blood on bow and we just assumed that blood you know was from from trick or Efa or both there at the end uh and not her own and, and what the trauma is going to do uh, I think she's, like you said, of course, going to snap out of it. And now what? Yeah, but like where the blood is, it seems to be like exactly where she cut herself. You know? Sure. But it, so, so is this going to just produce in her this darkness? But look, we know she's going to snap out of it and we know what her plan is going to be. And that is to kill Hades. Bill. And, and what we're and oh, yeah. what we're going to have to see, though, is tamson and dyson trying to slow her down think before you act we need a plan but the part of the problem is the team's half gone right who do we have besides dyson and tamson uh well Bo. Well, I, I i guess we still have uh oh, his mean, son yeah mark yeah, um but still trick uh that yeah. <laughs> sorry that's right vex well a good point and and, and maybe we can see vex return in a vexian to role to come back and be a big bad right. a role right. worthy of vex which would go a big way for me to salvage this season right of course it's already been written so it's like not like saying that's going to be right and, and it would return. be nice to see lauren you know and well, Lauren, right. And, right, and to see her huge, well, huge because Lauren's gonna, you know, Lauren's gonna come up with well, something, and that's the thing. I mean, all those people we just mentioned, they're the warrior types. Lauren's the brain, right? So, you know, right. I almost could see Lauren coming up with the logical plan this is what we need to do, you guys are gonna execute it, she'll play her role. But this is Hades for crying out loud. I mean, what now is going to allow them to defeat him i mean he seems undefeatable yeah, I, I i feel like now that lauren is like kind of onto hades like shady stuff i think she is gonna be a pretty formidable match for and him. now that she's gotten over this wanting to be Faye, wanting to extend you know now that she's herself yeah who knows what she's capable she of she can really really 
devote herself to figuring out a way of effing up Hades, I think I think she can do it. Well, I'm looking forward to it. We only got three left, so right. I would like to see what's going to happen here. And and you know they do leave us with two interesting plot points, but again, I, I guess we have to assume Tamson is dying. So. Well, of course, the show's going to be over be just, three episodes. So, <laughs> right, right, um, and, and you could see now that they're they've gone there, right? They got rid of Trick, and they, he's a he's a biggie, he's a major. Are we going to see Kenzie so, return? I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so either. I yeah, and I feel, I'd almost I feel be just, like we saw the last of Kenzie, which sucks because I like as many people, I agree with she's one of my favorite characters from the, you know, one of the first episodes. Right, so but what's it going to be? It's like, I sensed something was wrong. So I came back. Right, exactly. So to, to bring her back again, just for, on some random stuff would be just, yeah, I, I think they had their Kenzie and Bo adventure. And then, you know, they brought, brought Cassini solo back for that. And then, you know, that's it. Well, anyway, um, you know, I, I, probably a B minus for me. Uh, you know, it, it had some oh, okay. it had some good points. All right. Yeah, you know, you're, you're the reason for great inflation, then, dude. Okay. So yeah. you you don't want to get any parent phone calls. <laughs> the so reason why gonna... we got all, all these kids who're not ready for college going to college. You know, it's it's all your <laughs> <Okay>. fault. <laughs> all right, I'll take the blame. So, all right. Anything else? Uh, well, yeah, it's actually one thing because all right, so. Um, at, at the one point where Aoife is kind of going crazy and she's looking around and then also she's like, you're not real to Bo and to Dyson. I think Dyson's there, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, there's actually a thing. There's a thing called uh, Capgrass Delusion. And it's a really sad condition where a person believes that the, the people that he or she knows and loves are all imposters. Like they, they, they've re- the people that they know have been replaced by people who are imposters, and so they don't believe that the people who like you're like for me, like my wife and my children, I wouldn't think that they are actually my wife and children. Well, I, and it's like this, just really, really, and yeah. that makes sense. I mean, because I, I think that that's certainly one thing we do know is true: is Efa suffering from severe mental illness at this point? Right. Right. So it's just like the saddest thing because um, I can't remember. I, th- I think it was uh, stuff you should know. I think had did a episode on delusion, and they were talking to Capgrass. It's just like the most. Well, I don't know if it's the most, but it's a very, very. It's just this, this extremely tragic condition where like the people who are trying to help you the most, and it's actually something that people can learn to like deal with. Like you can learn, like okay, I know I'm not well, and I know that my wife is really my wife, but I just don't feel it. You know, I still think, I really think she's an imposter, but I kind of have to just roll along with it because everyone thinks I'm nuts. And so I have, you know, it's just, it's just this horrible thing. And, you know, it's just unbelievable what the mind can do sometimes when you, when you like see something like well, that. Right. And, and it's, it, it, what could be more frightening. And obviously we see that in, in this episode with what Hades is able to do and what he's done to, you know, several of the characters in the show. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us on this one. want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. We'd love to hear from you about Lost Girl, Dark Angel, which we'll be returning to soon, or anything else you think we should be watching. 
Also like to encourage you to join the Facebook group, or as Wayne said, we require you to join the Facebook group. Yes. And if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com. Voicemails via the speak pipe tab, which you can access through the website. We'll be back next week to discuss Lost Girl Season 5, Episode 14, titled Follow the Yellow Trick Road. But until then... So maybe Trick's not done, eh? So, I've got two things. Okay. The first thing, Dave, is I need you to know that I don't night mask. The second thing is, is that when this whole podcasting thing, when we're finally ready to put it to bed, I think the most perfect kind of epitaph for it would be is that it all worked out in the end, sort of. <laughs>